0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers are in action right now as they take on St Joseph's in Gibraltar. Celtic kick off their European campaign in just over 40 minutes time away to Sarajevo and St Mirren chairman Gordon Scott says it was completely Oren Kearney's decision to leave the club. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Fraser Wisher. It's the 9th of July, Andrew, and the season has officially started. It's unbelievable how early the season starts now and uh, two huge games for, for the old term. Rangers started already, uh, as you said, nil-nil. Chance for Ojo there just to start of the second half but it's uh, as we pr- probably expected roasting hot bouncy pitch sticky pitch tough for Rangers and in fact they have just scored a goal and it's Ryan Jack that's opened the scoring what about that for timing across from the left hand side it was Ryan Jack on the volley into the bottom corner right at the start of the show and we've got a goal for his wish up started the second half well first half was a bit scrappy but the second half they started well Ojo's been the victim of two tackles that have got yellow cards he missed a chance just a couple of seconds ago and I think Rangers have come out for the second half determined they're going to start very well and now they're ahead you can't see anything other than the fact that they're going to win the game a great relief for Stephen Gerrard I mean I, I don't think Rangers are going to lose this tie but you know if they get get home 1-0, 2-0 to the whole match in Ibrox then, then that's them settled and for Celtic of course as we said tough tie as well away in Sarajevo they'll be warm they'll be hot over there as well both teams Celtic and Rangers playing strong strong teams uh, on, 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 the, on the day but uh, big games for our teams because we want our teams to go far in Europe this season Yeah it was a really nice take that actually from Ryan Jack the cross in from Borna Barisic who his deliveries so far in this game have been uh, a bit hit and miss more miss than, than hit probably but this one floated into the box Ryan Jack just opening up his body onto his right foot and into the bottom corner Rangers taking the lead just after half time 50 minutes gone on that one Rangers fans what about this for a unique opportunity the game's on and we want to hear from you on the phone lines 01419511025 what do you make of Steven Gerrard's team selection what do you make of the game so far Celtic fans what do you make of your game as well Sarajevo a 6.45 kick off the team is out for that one we'll get to that shortly as well but if you want to get involved at Clyde SSB on Twitter or 01419511025 on the phone lines Fraser these games are always tricky especially in the very early rounds Rangers haven't had a lot of game time in their legs it's a warm yeah. environment a sticky pitch it's important that they, they manage to get that goal just after half time well we know Celtic came a cropper a few years ago I think when Brendan Rodgers first game almost they, they lost 1-0 managed to, to recover it 3-0 in, in, in the second leg and were comfortable when they got through but uh, they, they are awkward for, for all those reasons as you, as you just said because you know it's a tough environment as well uh, usually when you're in Spain you're in this kind of heat you're sitting with a beer but now these guys are going to have to play in, in the heat as well it's, and yeah, it does look a sticky pitch it looks like the ball's bobbling all over the place Jordan Jones going close to cutting from the, the left hand side and a really good right foot shot from 25 yards goalkeeper scrambling but just inches wide so Rangers have certainly come out in the second half with a, a bit of intent interesting to see that the, the team selection they're going with, with the, the formation that they had at the end of the season <coughs> it's got a 4-3-3 Davis is sitting Jack and Kamara slightly ahead of them supporting the, the, the front the three of Ojo um, uh, Defoe and, and Jones so an, an attacking formation as well but uh, for, for just now it's a bit about fitness but they've got to get through and the performance doesn't matter too much the result is the most important thing Well the full team for Rangers that they started with Alan McGregor in goal a back four of James Tavernier Connor Goldson Nikola Katic and Borna Barisic the midfield three Glenn Kamara Ryan Jack and Stephen Davis two debuts in there Shea Ojo who's playing out on the right-hand side Jordan Jones on the left-hand side Jermaine Defoe up top the substitutes Fodringham Edmondson 
Aribo, Halliday, Doherty, Stewart and Morelos So it was seven summer signings for Steven Gerrard yeah. this season Steven Davis does come into that category Because he signed a, a permanent deal this summer But two debuts in there In the wide areas that There could have been more from Steven Gerrard But maybe not wanting to throw them all in at once Yeah, I think he's, he's gone with his tried and trusted uh, He'd like to play as Scott Arfield in, in the team But he's been rested as, as well But you, when you're looking through the team now it's a Steven Gerrard team uh, Very few of the players Only a couple I can think of Were actually uh, at the club Before Steven Gerrard came in So it does take, a, take Two or three transfer windows To move players in To bring players in move players out Before a manager can get a, a kind of handle on his team And his selection And the way he wants to play And I think that's Where we're getting to now You know the, This is a Steven Gerrard team Ojo just looks a big lad You know Big strong powerful lad Playing on the right hand side But I've seen him wandering inside as well So he's going to be interesting To see how, how he adapts To Scottish football And how he plays As well uh, And 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 Jones on the other side as well We know he's got that attacking flair But inconsistent like a lot of these types of players But uh, again, very, very direct So an, an attacking team for Rangers But we're now getting to this stage Where it's a, a Steven Gerrard team Nobody else's Well Rangers in Europa League qualifying action tonight Celtic kick-off at 6.45 against Sarajevo We've got the team news for that as well And it's uh, Scott Bain who starts in goal It looks as if it'll be a back four Of Christopher Iyer starting at right back Then Jozo Simunovic near Beaton And a debut for Bolly Bolingoli at left back Then Scott Brown and Callum McGregor The holding midfielders James Forrest, Ryan Christie and Mikey Johnson The sort of attacking trio in behind Odson Edward The substitutes Gordon, Julien, Ralston, Hayes, Morgan, Sinclair and Griffiths 0141-951-1025 If you want to get involved Ian is a Celtic fan in Greenock Ian? Hi Andrew, how you doing Fraser? I'm not in Greenock, I'm working in London at the moment Oh there we go, I'm glad you're getting um, involved from London What's your point tonight? <laughs> um, no, I just, just want to talk about the the new players that's coming in And that's quite a strong team he's put out tonight yeah. um, And it's great, as Fraser said at the top of the show As the season starting in earnest tonight for both teams um, But no, as I say, I think uh, I think he's bringing quality in um, more than quantity um, It proves with a big Centre back Fraser Yeah I think you played it A back Fraser didn't you Yeah full back Long time ago Andrew Long uh, time ago Is that right No I'm Ian Oh sorry Ian sorry Ian. Sorry I'm, I'm looking at Andrew <laughs> Ian. Sorry, sorry apologies You're Ian You're me Andrew <laughs> I, Was it right back you played Right or left yeah I played both sides Both sides right. Ian You could play both Couldn't you But as I say I, I still think there's um, I still think there's a few To get shifted at at Parkhead uh, Fraser Yeah I see they're in for two Young Ecuadorian Boys that played in the Under 20s World Cup Or under 21 World Cup Yeah Read that Yeah And Ecuador got the semi-final And I Actually I've been watching a lot of the football No, I watched the ladies and that as well And thought Scotland were Drastically unlucky You know To come out their group But the two young boys Look apart No I mean The players that they're linked with um, obviously they're coming with a price tag uh, But I like the look at that boy Sawyers I don't know if you heard much of him Fraser from Brentford From Brentford I, I remember seeing him a couple of times uh, Just just playing for, for Brentford And uh, they're a really good footballing team Ian. So you know any guy that plays in there And he plays just off the front That can number 10 Or he can come off the wide area But uh, yeah I mean he's got a good reputation as, as well And he's the type of guy I think that Celtic over the years have, have looked at Somebody who from, from the kind of He's not quite developed I know he's, he's, he's maybe mid-twenties But somebody who's not top-notch at the moment And maybe somebody they can bring in uh, from, from that kind of level So yeah I mean they tried to get David Turnbull And sadly that didn't quite happen at, at, at that moment But 
agree with you I think Celtic are still looking to bring in players But I don't think it'll be large numbers They're spending quite big money But I think it'll be smaller numbers but, but quality And certainly still need a right back If Ayer's playing a right back and it looks like he is And Beaton's playing centre back I know Julian can fit in there They're perhaps looking at maybe getting a right back in And uh, maybe even get another centre back in To give them four options there As they've, they've had last year So a, a bit of chopping and changes to be done by the Celtic squad But I don't expect Celtic to be signing six and seven players You know I think three or four would add to the squad That's a strong team tonight A really strong team Well before we bring Ian back in There is news of a goal in Gibraltar and it's a second for Rangers and it's another nice finish this one a debut goal from Shea Ojo we started on Sunday against Oxford in that friendly he got a goal in that game just on the right hand side opened up his body there with his left foot curling it into the bottom corner Fraser yeah I mean he looks very happy on that right hand side and cutting in onto his strong left foot as well it was a lovely lovely finish uh, we've seen it so many times from left footed players when they come in and he just passed it into the back of the net low past the goalkeeper He's a big lad as I said And he's powerful And he looks quick as well And if he's coming at you And he's coming inside He's going to, he's going to strike shots as well That was a, a good finish And now It's easy treat for, for, for Rangers And they can now decide Whether they're going to make A couple of changes Rest a few players yeah, Because there's, there's, there's a lot of games Coming up between now And, and, uh, and at the start of the season So uh, you know Good position for Rangers To be in Far better in the second half They come out with a bit of purpose Having a bit lacklustre In the first half And they're just blowing St Joseph's away It was predominantly Daniel Kandias That played down that Right hand side for Rangers Last season not a lot of goals came from him in that area. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of goals from the wide areas in general from Rangers. And then when you looked at Celtic, they had James Forrest, they had Scott Sinclair getting into double figures from wide areas. How important could Shea Ojo be for Rangers this season if he can provide those goals that he looks as if he, he could do in these early stages of his Rangers career? Well, if he's playing on the left hand side, so right hand side and he's left footed, then clearly they want him to come inside and. Uh, you know, the, in the days gone by when I played, wingers were just wingers. But now, nowadays, they're wide players who've got to come in. And as you said, score goals. And James Forrest was, was the best part of 20 last year. He was absolutely brilliant. Sinclair as well, but it's been 15. So they're expected to score goals. And you're right, there wasn't a lot of goals from Candace. And Kent was brilliant on the ball, but maybe four or five goals. So Rangers will be looking for, for more goals from him. He, he looks okay. He looks, looks really looks as if he's got something to offer. Of course, it's only St Joseph's, so it's an early, an early stage here for for judging it. But uh, you know, he he looks the part, and he looks like he's going to he's going to play a big part for Rangers. So that's around an hour gone in Gibraltar. Rangers two 0 up. Celtic kicking off at six forty five. We've got Ian, a Celtic fan, in Greenock on the line. Ian, what are you expecting? You've seen the lineup from Celtic. What are you expecting from Neil Lennon's side well, later? Uh, we've just got a we've just got a turn up play play the football that. We can we can normally play. Okay, there's a couple of a couple of there's only one debut, isn't there? Ball and goalies making his debut. Yeah, just ball and um, goalie. But it's it's great to see Christie back. But what yeah. I'm what I was want to say, and it's not just for Celtic. It's great for Scotland that Lee Griffiths is back in the fold again, Fraser. Yes, because yes. we're missing his goals, not just at Celtic Park, but at Hamden. Because we need an out-and-out striker. Now, I remember two years ago, we were very, very unlucky to qualify when he scored their two wonder free kicks yeah. against England at Hamden. Yeah. Now, I was in Vegas watching it at nine o'clock in the morning. So, you know the time <laughs> difference, Razor, with Vegas. You know what I mean? Uh, Good place to and, watch it. Oh, well, I was, just, I was at a Celtic convention and there was something like four and a half, five thousand in this conference room. And when the first goal went in, I've never heard <laughs> a building shake so much in all my life, Fraser. Know what I mean? I know, but I know. no, it's great to see the wee man back and he's he's got everything sorted out because 
he's had a lot of help for Celtic, and I think he did a lot of help for Scotland as well. So he has. Yeah, I think first, first and foremost, I think you're absolutely right. First and foremost, I'm just pleased for Lee. Ian, you know, it's brilliant that, yeah. that Lee's back as well from, on a personal level. You know, he's he's actually a really good lad, and he's had had his troubles and. Uh, Celtic gave him time away and he seems to have got himself sorted. So I'm just delighted for Lee, for Lee Griffiths and he looks as if he's he's getting back to his best, back to his fitness and uh, he may well have a part to play tonight. But uh, you're right, for Celtic and for Scotland it's, it's, it's brilliant. But for Lee, I'm just delighted he's, he's got his boots back on his plane. Neil Lennon didn't put a time scale on when he was hoping to get Lee Griffiths back into the fold. He featured heavily in pre-season. Yeah. Does it look as if he's maybe ahead of schedule now? I mean, first competitive match of the season, he's already on the bench for Celtic. It, it certainly... Looks as if Neil Lennon thinks he's he's up to speed and can make an impact already. Yeah, but I think players nowadays are far fitter. They they, they get training programs, and I know that he'd been keeping himself ticking over. Even though he wasn't in at the club full time and was kind of away away for work, he'd been in contact and and doing himself to keep himself fit as well. And plus, he's he's had a full pre season, so so he's he's back. I think he'll still be a wee bit off his sharpness. That's his big thing. Is he's he's quick feet and he gets shots away. He gets a lot of shots on goal and on target. Uh, at Lee, Lee Griffiths as well. So that might take a wee while to to, to come. But the fact he's on the bench. I think it's just it's just terrific, absolutely brilliant, and uh, it gives another option because towards the end of the season, I know Neil Lennon was getting frustrated because Bako was out, Griffiths was out, and when Edward wasn't fit or wasn't playing, he had no other options. He'd Ollie Burke up there, Mikey Johnson played centre forward last year as well. I think Scott Sinclair a spell up up there as well. So there's options there now for for, for Celtic in attacking sense. Well, it looks as if there's going to be another debut for Rangers today, another competitive debut. Joe Aribo stripped and ready to come on. So is Alfredo Morelos. Morelos, who was carrying a knock on Sunday didn't feature against Oxford a slight groin niggle looks as if he'll come on and Joe Aribo as well so they'll be eager to to get on and show what they can do Fraser yeah I think particularly Aribo it'll be good to see see where he actually plays in in this formation a kind of 4-3-3 formation for for Rangers so who does he come on for and where does he play I think he's coming on for Ryan Jack yeah Ryan Jack maybe right of that midfield three slightly advanced of Davis because Davis is sitting uh, on that side so uh, Jack's done his job scored a good goal uh, and Aribo now I think is a, f- a bit more of an attacking player than, than, than Ryan Jack so maybe brings a more attacking edge but now Sidella, Stephen Gerrard can now use this to, to give Morelos game time now, the result is a, a foregone conclusion that Rangers aren't going to lose this game they're going to get through so now it's about just being fit and getting players players game time so half an hour for Alfredo Morelos will certainly help him with the season coming up yeah it was double figures for goals for Joe Aribo last season at yeah. Charlton that'll be another promising sign for, for Rangers fans that they're hoping that there'll be goals coming from, from that midfield three as well yeah looking forward to seeing the type of player he's, he's like you speak to people down south they do think he's got a chance a chance of making it he's got all the skills he's got all the ability as we know previously when you got to Scotland sometimes it's not quite as easy especially playing for, for one, of the, one of the big two clubs but uh, you know he's, he's a player who's highly rated and Rangers did similar to Moussa Dembele going to Celtic it's cheaper coming to Scotland in compensation because that's an international transfer rather than him going to an English club and there was a number of English clubs interested but the, the compensation was going to, be, going to be far higher so he's come up here and uh, he's got a chance now to, to, to make his reputation It was interesting looking at the, the Rangers team there was players that are in the squad in the in the Europa League squad that, that didn't quite make it up we knew Scott Arfield wasn't going to be involved in this one it came too early for him he'd been yeah. away in, on international duty uh, we knew Daniel Cadeus wasn't in the squad Jake Hasty was in the squad I'm sure he'll be disappointed not to even feature on the bench tonight but does that go to show maybe the strength that Rangers do have in those wide areas because they do have a uh, you know Greg Stewart who can operate in a, yeah. in a wide position on the bench as well yeah I, I think so I think Jake's probably 
in a development phase uh, in, in his career. It's easy to forget that he's only really had six months in the in the, in the first team, you know. So uh, at, at Motherwell, although he played for Alawa and he was out on loan, I think he earned prior to that. So yeah, I think it'll be a development year for for Jake. He'll be in and out uh, the, the squad. The, the one thing that I think was a bit unusual was the fact the Rangers couldn't find enough homegrown players to make it twenty five in the squad. You know, so that's something we need to look at. In terms of you've got to four homegrown players by your club and four homegrown players in Scotland. Don't have to be Scottish; you could be any nationality, and they couldn't get that, so therefore your squad is smaller. So that that must be something that Rangers need to have a look at, especially if they do qualify for the, the Europa League. Yeah, Stephen Gerrard did touch on that. He obviously left Daniel Kandias out of the the squad of twenty two. It can be a squad of twenty five, but as you said, it's it's club trained players and, and locally yeah. trained players that they have to meet a, a certain requirement to get in there. He, he was asked about the absence of um, Daniel Kandias before this, and he just said. Uh, as weeks go by sometimes I'm going to have to make big calls and leave big players out who are good players but we're hoping this is going to be a 60 game season it's only normal from week to week that it changes on who is in and who is out Daniel's a good player who played a lot of games for me last year and I predict the same could happen again this year he went on to say I wouldn't be surprised if he's involved in the competition in the next round if we progress so it, it you know some people would, would look at that and, and maybe question Daniel Kandias' future if, if he's not made the squad but Steven Gerrard just simply laying out that not every player can play every game Yeah and if, if uh, Shea Ojo is going to play this right hand side and uh, he's a threat the way he's, he scored there as well uh, he's going to be a regular I mean I don't think Liverpool would allow Ojo to come up to, to uh, Rangers or to any other team without there being a, a, a certainty that he's going to play most weeks. So Candace is perhaps fighting for his for his position um, there. But it's the same with any, any big club. You're not going to be guaranteed your place in the squad. And I think you maybe hit the nail on the head earlier where Candace has been brilliant. Wide areas getting down the wings, but he doesn't get enough goals. And that, I think that's something Stephen Gerrard will look for. Well, thank you to Ian in Greenock for his call. 0141 951 1025 if you want to get involved. We'll get more of your calls and keep up to date with the Rangers game and also Celtics game after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Fraser Wishart here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're keeping up to date with the European football because competitive action is back. Rangers playing away to St. Joseph's of Gibraltar, <laughs> easy for me to say tonight. And there was a goal during the break, a goal to tell you about. Rangers now 3-0 up, a very comfortable-looking victory for them. It was a free kick just outside the box, right-hand side. One of these ones that you expect James Tavernier to step up and have a good effort on goal, but it was actually Borna Barisic who curled one over the wall. It looked as if, Fraser, the goalkeeper didn't manage to stop it in time it looked as if it went over yeah. the line he pushed it back out Connor Goldson then tapped it in but I think that one goes down as a Borna Barisic goal yeah it was a great free kick just as uh, it was lining up we, we thought goal but I was thinking Tavernier was going to was going to take it and go for the top left hand corner but uh, inside right position in the pitch and Barisic just stepped up curled it into the same top left hand corner I, I thought I think it was in uh, but Goldson just hammered the ball home looking round nobody nobody near him and the, the St Joseph players were actually claiming for offside but he wasn't offside in any case but I think it's a Barisic goal excellent finish and a, and a lift for him because he's not had his troubles to seek since he, since he joined Rangers so it's definitely game over it's just now about getting out without any injuries even more fitness for the likes of Morelos and Aribo and the rest of them Aribo was fouled for the free kick 20 yards out so, so an, an excellent day all round for Rangers so far Stephen Gerrard making his final change as well. It was Jordan Jones that came off and Greg Stewart coming on for his competitive debut for Rangers. Celtic also in action just over 15 minutes time until their kick-off. 0141 Rangers fans, what do you make of the game so far? Celtic fans, what do you make 
of the game that's coming up. We've got John, who's a Celtic fan in Coatbridge on the line. John? Hi, evening, Andrew and Fraser. Hello, John. No, Hi, John. I'm quite surprised. Uh, it's quite a strong team, but I thought Neil would have went with Big Ayer and uh, what you call it, Big Julian the night in the central defence. And I don't know if young Anthony Ralston's injured. I know we're, we're crying out for a, a right. He's back. on the bench tonight, John. Is he? Well, I'm quite surprised at that. No, I mean Andrew. I thought that I means the chance to play him tonight. No, I mean. Yeah. I, I thought Big Beaton was away. Actually, no, I mean that's how. <laughs> I thought he was that far out the picture. I mean, I just thought he would have gave the, the young. No, I mean, the young boy a, a chance tonight. No, I mean, and played. I mean, see that as I said to Gordon on the talk to me. I don't know much about this team, so maybe the big boy Julian's not fully fit. No, I mean, but I thought he'd have played Anthony Ralston tonight. No, I mean. I, th- I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there, uh, John. I don't think uh, Julian's fully fit. You know, because he, he didn't join in with the, with the pre-season with Celtic until he was actually signed. And of course, the French teams, like the English teams, they don't come back until around about now, maybe a week ago. So he wasn't he wasn't in training by the time by the time he was a couple of weeks behind. So so I can see why Neil hasn't played him. There are some ones that are interesting you know, because uh, you know you, you think Ayer's not particularly. Uh, he's only played centre back for a couple of years, and uh, he's a big lad as well. So if they've got a tricky winger, but I, I think John, it's it's a sign that we're looking at Rangers here, and it's just a stroll in the park, you know, against against St Joseph's. So there's not up to much. I think Sarajevo a bit more about them. I think it's a, a difficult one for for Celtic. I do expect them to get through, but I think from Neil's point of view, you've got to take this one seriously. This this is not a game for for for, for players that are, are not tried and tested or not fit. <clears throat> this is a Champions League. This is the first round. And it's a tricky one. I don't think. I don't think. I certainly don't know much about Sarajevo, but in the past, teams from that region have been good technically. So I think he's probably gone with the experience, John, more than anything else, to take a risk, try and get home with a with a draw, or even just a, 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 certainly if he can get away, go brilliant, uh, and then finish the job at Celtic Park. I mean, we were just speculating, Fraser, on what the formation could be. It could be a back four with Ayer at right back and Bolingoli at left back, Simunovic and Beaton, the centre backs. But that could easily be a back three of Ayer, Simunovic and Beaton. Mm-hmm. Bolingoli, we know, can play all down that left hand side. That could open up the right hand side for James Forrest, who has played as a wing back before. And if it is going to be a back three, then it's understandable that he would maybe want James Forrest down that side, who's, yes. who's more creative than Anthony Ralston. Yes, absolutely. You wouldn't leave James Forrest out of your of your team. I think Neil, when he was at Hibs, his preferred formation was a back three. He played that a lot. He would play a three five two and 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 really go for it with two strikers. I don't think he would play Mikey Johnson up beside Edward because that would be your option if that was a three five two formation. If he was going with that, I think you play Griffiths. You go with Edward and Griffiths and give Lee Griffiths if he plays for another, then great. So for me, I think it will be a four two three one. A bit more cautious. You don't want to leave gaps in behind because James Forrest. He's brilliant going forward. He's not a defender in any way, shape, or form. In fact, he got a red card last year in, in, in the Europa League because just, he's just not a natural defender. So you're taking a risk if you play him there. I think in, in a three-five-two. So I think it'll be a four at the back, and Celtic. I think will just be you know. I think they're looking for a positive result. I think be happy with a draw and finish the game at Celtic Park. John, you've seen the team. Do you expect? Do you have any concerns about about the game tonight? I mean, they are the, the Bosnian champions. They won the double. Last season, would you expect it to be a straightforward victory, or do you think that Celtic could be in for a game? I think I'll be in for a game, Andrew. Be careful, you think. As you say, there are no mugs. I mean, the, the Bosnians, the, the Croats, the, the Serbs are all good players, not I mean? So, yeah. it could be quite a tricky one. But, <clears throat> could I, could, I think, see, I was on a couple last week, and I was put a point to, I can't remember if you was on, Andrew. But see, some of these freeze, eh, Fraser. Yes. You know, I, I know he's got a bit of a, a, a pass, right? But I think Celtic are looking out for a guy to pick. Pick a defence. I think you know, I think Nasri would be a good sign for us. Would be marquee signing. Who's I don't, 
So, uh, no, Sammy Nasri. Sammy Nasri. I was last week at all these frees. No, I, I, mean, think, I think he's just signed for uh, for Anderlecht. I think he has. If I'm right, I think he's joined yeah. uh, Vincent Company at, at Anderlecht. Fraser. Yeah, yeah. Last week I was on and I didn't get back on. <laughs> so, oh well. To be honest, to be honest, you know, I, I don't think I'd have taken him anyway. I, I don't, I don't think he's, I think he's, he's past his sell by date. There's been a few issues with him as well. He's, he's on, he's still not the player there. And and I think that where where would he play? You know, there, there's, there's, I think he's, you've got to give like, like Christie and McGregor and these guys. I think the the place is there. So I'm not sure I would want to sign Nasri in, in, in any case. I don't think he'd add into the squad particularly. Ian. Well, I think it's game over and tie over certainly. Um, you can say with with a bit of confidence there because Rangers have scored a fourth goal. It's Alfredo Morelos. It was another one that you're, you're not 100% sure who it was that scored it because the ball went over the line and crossed back over. It looked as if Morelos's effort um, got went over the line, was then clawed back over. There was subsequent efforts from, from Katic and, and Goldson, but it looks as if that one's going to Alfredo Morelos off the bench and on the score sheet. Yeah, it, it looked like Morelos is certainly claiming it. The goalie seems to dive backwards and claw it. I mean, that, well, it's the he, second seen, time he's done it as well. I've seen here on the screen that they're giving the, the third goal to Goldson, but I'd like to see that again because I thought the Barisic was three kicks over the line. A bit there when Morelos shot, looked to be over the line, there was a bit of a scramble and eventually it was, it was turned over the line. In any case, but uh, it's an absolute stroll for Rangers. You know, after a, a first half where... They weren't particularly at their best, you know. I think they found they found a bit of problems, maybe with the heat, maybe just with the pitch and the sort of lack of atmosphere. But um, whatever Stephen Gerrard said at half time has worked because they've come out in the second half. And they've, they've been excellent, you know. It's difficult, difficult sometimes to, to get yourself up for teams that are just sitting in and sitting in. But uh, they've absolutely destroyed St Joseph's in the second half. I think Stephen Gerrard, how satisfied will he be with this? Because you always go into these games when it's an unknown team in a, a difficult conditions, a, a sticky pitch hot temperatures that it could be a, a potential banana skin we've seen obviously Rangers away to progress neither Corn Celtic yeah, away to, yeah. to Lincoln Redemps they, they've both had problems but Rangers since half time have, have just really grabbed this game by the scruff of the neck I think the important thing is the margin of victory because the game's over you know and, and Stephen Gerrard can now he doesn't ignore the, the, the second leg but he can now chop and change and treat it as a, as a, as a pre-season game and get fitness so he doesn't have to like at the weekend when they're playing against Oxford you know, he had to be very careful about, about his team for, for for tonight and not pick too many players or play them for too long on Sunday because there's a game tonight they had to win. Whereas I think they've got a big game this weekend. I can't remember. Hey, they're playing Marseille at Ibrox on Sunday. Marseille. He can now put a strong team out against Marseille and perhaps a shadow team out in the, in the second leg against against St. Joseph. So from that point of view, it's very, very beneficial to Stephen Gerrard because you just treat the second leg as a, as a pre-season game for fitness. I mean, you've got the likes of George Edmondson, who's yet to make his debut, Joe Aribo, who came off the bench, Greg Doherty, who'll be yeah. desperate to, to get out there and, and prove what he can do. Greg Stewart also came off the bench. So there's plenty of options for, for Stephen Gerrard to move things around. And I'm sure he'll take that as an opportunity to get a better look at some of the players that haven't had too much game time. Yeah, and you mentioned the 22-man squad and Candace not in there as well. So there's, there's, a, there's a, almost two teams at Ibrox there's a lot of players I mean I think that they would like to move a number of players on there's guys that didn't make the squad and, and, and uh, Graham Dorans and uh, Scott Arfield wasn't there but he's, he's obviously part of the plans but there's, there's a number of players who, who, who are around Ibrox and I think they'll want to move a few of these players on between now and, and the, the, end, the end of the transfer window but just now it's a great opportunity to chop and change his squad give Hasty another another run at home in a big game as well you know just get these lads in and get them used to playing for Rangers Aribo all these guys because although although they've come from south and down south and a big reputation like Ojo and Aribo they won't have played in the standard of games that they'll, they'll play for Rangers and you look at Scott Arfield as well who came back from international duty I know Stephen Gerrard before this game said that he'd got a text from Scott Arfield to say look I'm ready to play. I, I want to start in this game. Yeah. Stephen Gerrard sort of reined him in a wee bit and, and said, you know, he, he needs to go in and, and 
do a specific training programme and, and make sure he's ready it could be another opportunity for him we know that he can play a range of positions whether it's in that midfield three we've seen him play as a, a sort of inside forward towards yeah. the end of the season as well yeah yeah no he's, he's turned out over the season he's really improved and become a, a key player for, for Rangers after a slowish start but you need a break I mean, one of the things we do, the PFA is always going about holidays and enough of a break and sometimes players are getting a week, two weeks. You just need to get away from it. Not as much physically, but sometimes mentally as well. And when he's played in big games and the captain of, of, of Canada, you just need to get away. Go and lie on a beach for a week or two, come back, get yourself ticking over. They don't lose fitness, these guys. They, they come back pretty well ready to, to, to play and ready to run. So as much as anything, it's just about getting a break from football. Less than 10 minutes to go in Gibraltar. St. Joseph's nil, Rangers 4 a real walk in the park for this one. Celtic kicking off in less than 10 minutes' time. I'll run you through their starting lineup again. It's Bain, Ayer, Samunovic, Beton, Bolingoli, Brown, McGregor, Forrest, Christie, Johnston, and Edward. A couple of players not in the squad for Celtic through injury. And this might be a disappointing one for, for Neil Lennon and Celtic fans because it's two players that were away out on loan. Uh, well, sorry, Schwed was away out on loan in the, the second yeah. half of last season. Bio wasn't, he, he was injured. But two players that have had game time during pre-season and the supporters will now want to see them out on the pitch to see what they can do if they'll be like brand new signings this summer Yeah, and I feel for the lad Bio in particular because he picked up that injury last season just having just signed didn't play a part at all he's come back in was looking sharp in pre-season scored a goal or two at the start of it injured again you know and, and supporters are beginning to think you know is this guy ever going to be is he going to be fit and and said before you know, at the end of last season, Neil Lennon didn't have any options other than Edward to, to play as a, as a striker. You know, so so hopefully he can get himself get himself taken over. Schwed, I've heard really good things about really good things from within Celtic even before he came about his style. You're talking here about Ojo coming in from the right hand side, left footed. I think Schwed is very similar, not quite the same physique. You know, he's, he's much smaller, but very direct, very quick. Comes in and cracks at goal as well, and he gives gives him another option. Gives him another option, Celtic. But again. Pre-season, you don't want to miss too much of pre-season But you don't want to force yourself back quickly Because then you miss the start of the season And you're chasing your tail for fitness How concerning will that be for Neil Lennon When you look at Bio That he's had those injuries Kept him out for I think he only maybe came on once At the the tail end of last season It was a way to Kilmarnock I remember But the fact that he's not getting game time Celtic paid the money for him At that level Managers Whether it's you know Celtic, Rangers at that level, when you're playing so many games, they seem to want three strikers. Yeah, and yeah. Edward Griffiths and, and Bio seems to be the three strikers that you would have. But if you can't rely on Bio, that's that's not going to be great. Something he will look at, Neil Lennon. And, and I don't think this is a serious one. You got a serious one uh, earlier on this year, missed most of the end of that last season. But yeah, I think uh, it was maybe around 10 days. He, he could well feature yeah, next week. Yeah, but it's, sometimes it's just the niggles. Pre season, you tend to get the niggles, especially if you've been out with an injury like he has. When you come back, sometimes your injury is fine but there's a weakness somewhere else and another muscle injury as well. So hopefully he'll come back quickly. But I think you're right. If he, if it's something goes again, Neil Lennon might start to look and say, do we need somebody else in here? Because we're not sure he can he can be he would either learn to be fit. And I feel for the player more than anything else. It's a terrible time being injured as a player, especially when he's come here into a, into a different country with a big reputation, looking to make a name for himself, and he's spent half the time in the treatment table. Rangers 4-0 up in Gibraltar. That tie... Looks done and dusted really Celtic kicking off in just over five minutes time in their game away to Sarajevo when we look at Celtic's run last year they'll really want to learn from that because you know they were pretty comfortable in the opening two rounds you think Alishkert in the, in the first round of Europa League uh, Champions League qualifier sorry was actually an easier tie than playing against Sarajevo this year they then played against Rosenberg who they 
yeah. play against pretty much every year, <laughs> every year. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they play against them again sometime uh, this year as well but then it got to AK Athens and yeah. it just didn't click I didn't think they were a good team AK Athens I thought they were okay but Celtic were really poor away from home it was a terrible performance they looked flat and there was a, there was a spell at the start of last season where Celtic had games like that where the whole team just looked heavy legged looked a bit sluggish and I think Celtic will look back at that and think they should have won that you know Athens were okay as a team but they're not as good as Celtic and they should have been in the Champions League and uh, there's all this big debate that's been going on uh, in recent times about what's more important to Celtic qualifying for Europe or 9 or 10 in a row I tell you as a player you want to of course you want to win the leagues as well but you want to have the glory of, of playing against the big teams when you're getting a PSG you're getting Barcelona you're getting Manchester City uh, and I think supporters want that as well and certainly the directors want that because financially it's huge for the club so we spoke about it last week when I was on the show as well about the coefficient and getting the, getting the points up you know, Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen uh, all want them want them to, to go on good runs Kamark if they can as well get us back up as, as high as we possibly can and maybe we could even get one team qualifying automatically for the Champions League so it's so important our team's do well but for Celtic it's just it's tough it's tough getting through four rounds like that but they should have enough I think to get to the Champions League that's their aim anything beyond that's a, a bonus yeah they'll be desperate to get those sort of glamour ties back as well because when you look at uh, last season in the group stages it was the likes of Salzburg Leipzig they they just don't have the same draws as your Barcelona's and your, and your Manchester City's and that, that's who the fans want to see yeah. come to Celtic Park and Ibrox that's who the players want to play against and that'll be why the Celtic players and will be so desperate to, to make sure they get through all four qualifying rounds this summer although I think they've got more chance of a long run and better success in, in, the, in the Europa League and there's been a few times when Celtic have been absolutely hammered both at home and away and there's been a couple of sevens, been a couple of fives as well. So the gap between the biggest clubs and then the kind of next tier, if you like, where Celtic are, is growing and growing and growing. So financially, it's going to be great. Supporters want to see the big name players, but in, a, in purely a football sense, perhaps the Europa League is, is, is the level they're playing at. But you want to get Champions League, get the big names in, into Glasgow. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to get involved, Rangers fans, what have you made of this performance? Not long until full time four 0 up against St Joseph's Celtic fans. Just about to kick off in a few minutes' time against Sarajevo. What do you think of your chances? We'll have more after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Fraser Wishup here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. European football is back and Rangers are winning comfortably just about full time in that one Rangers 4-0 up against St Joseph's a, a convincing second half display Fraser yeah I think the biggest concern for Rangers supporters is sunburn it's uh, was piping hot out there uh, with the Rangers strips on but uh, yeah great great that's an excellent night for, for Rangers in terms of just getting the job done getting ahead debut goals for, for the likes of Ojo as well Begin to play some decent football, but more importantly, a bit more fitness. And the second leg is is uh, immaterial now because they can now chop and change their team. So I think Stephen Gerrard will be absolutely delighted after a very poor first half. Celtic just kicking off against Sarajevo as well. They'll hope to follow that up with a convincing victory of their own. Yeah, but I think it'd be harder for for Celtic as uh, to say Sarajevo. And I think uh, Ian and John were on earlier, and John particularly talking about the the, the teams and. Like in a Balkan area, they're all good footballers, all good technical footballers. I do expect Celtic to, to not not to lose the game. I expect I think it'll be a, be, a, be a draw, and they'll come back and do it at Celtic Park. But th- there are dangers there. I think more dangers for for Celtic than there are for Rangers. For Rangers being a bit a stroll in the park, 
But uh, a bit of a lifting standard for Celtic tonight So a draw would be a good result Well that is full time in Gibraltar It is St Joseph's nil, Rangers 4 And Rangers will be more than happy with that result Going into the return tie at Ibrox next week We touched on it earlier about you know Giving Steven Gerrard the chance to, to test out his squad But it's a case of the You'll be happy with the with the showing so early in the season that a few players have have looked pretty lively so far. Yeah, difficult to judge because it's on a it's on a, it's a bouncy surface. It looks sticky. Ojo tried one of his tricks just before the end of the game there, step over, but the ball gets stuck. He stood on it, and then he, he got a yellow card, tried to lunge to get the ball back. So it's very difficult to judge against a team who have been really poor St Joseph's. But that's not to take anything away from from Rangers. They had the job to do. I think any victory at all would have been accepted before the game and it's been really convincing in the second half So a 4-0 win for Rangers 0-0 in the early stages of Sarajevo against Celtic we'll be keeping a keen eye on that one to see if Celtic can win as well I'm uh, interested to get your thoughts on this one Fraser it was a St Mirren where sort of it was Jim Goodwin's first media day really as St Mirren boss they're now back in the country they were away in Mercia on a pre-season training camp Jim Goodwin's now in but Gordon Scott has been speaking yeah. today the St Mirren chairman and he claims everyone knew that Oren Kearney was heading for Coleraine and his departure was entirely the former manager's choice he says it was the timing of, of it all that annoyed him most and confirmed that Kearney wanted to commute daily from Northern Ireland yeah, for all that's been said only to his own accord as well that's not something we we had any control over everything knew he was going I mean it's, we knew he was going we were prepared for it We'd, we'd, we'd done all our due diligence from the manager, we'd, we'd organised pieces in the training in spite of him rather than with him. So everything knew it was happening, it just the timing wasn't very good, um, but we had no control over it. No, I could understand it completely, but the only thing that annoyed me was the timing of it. I mean, every, I say it, it was the worst kept secret in Scottish football that he was going. The problem was for me, he left it when he did it. Um, I'd literally arrived in Holiday in America and was People are looking forward to um, having some fun over there, and all of a sudden I spent the whole first six, seven days trying to deal with the kind of fallout. But I say, unfortunately, we'd expected it, we'd anticipated it, we're prepared for it, so it's not affected us in any way, other than perhaps maybe signing-wise, we're not quite who we'd like to be, but other, every other way we're, we're, we're on target for where we want to be. He wanted to stay, um, but under the right conditions, and I say that, I, I think... And he wanted to commute on a daily, literally on a daily basis, which again to me was not acceptable. But we'd accepted that, we'd moved on, we'd come to a compromise, um, but that obviously wasn't enough for him. Fraser, we see it a lot that managers leave and this statement comes out and it says, has left by mutual <laughs> consent. It doesn't entirely sound mutual, really, does it? No, it wasn't mutual at all. And I think Gordon's right. It was, it's kind of worst when there's kept secrets in Scottish football. I've heard the, the, the stories about him going back, but you know, I mean, that's. My family are St Martin supporters And uh, they really liked Oren Kearney They want them to stay But you can't stay if you're going to commute every, every day It's just not going to work You know, you got to have a presence at the ground You've got to be there As a football manager as well There's, there's, there's tons of stuff you have to do at night time as well Whether it's speaking to players Whether it's going to meeting them Whether it's going to games So that clearly wasn't, wasn't going to work I just hope all this doesn't detract from the fact that Jim Goodwin's been appointed I mean, Jim, for the reputation he had as a player He was a hardy player and he could put the boot in but he's a great guy, Jim, and he's he's, he's kind of similar in a way to, to, to Jack Ross. You know, real decency, treats people well, has standards and wants people to come up to those standards, but he's a motivator and he's a, he's a shrewd guy and uh, I, I wish him well. The, the story tomorrow hopefully will be about uh, Jim Goodwin. Yeah, there was a lot of, you know, disappointment from St Mirren supporters when Oren Kearney was leaving. We yeah. saw in the, in the final day of the season, in the playoff final, when they kept him up, uh, he kept St Mirren up. And he, you know, he addressed the fans. He was out in the pitch. He got a great ovation for them. There yeah. was disappointment when he left, but I'm not sure there's many 
other people than Jim Goodwin that would have got such a good reaction yeah. following up Oren Kearney? Yeah, when you play for a team like Zimmern or, or Motherwell or, or Falkirk or somebody like that, when you've been part of a cup winning team and you've, you've led the team to, to a win like that, it doesn't happen often. You know, Rangers and Celtic fans sometimes forget because they win trophies all the time. And so when you've been a captain and led the team to, to a trophy as Jim did, then then you, they, they will never forget you. And uh, he, he'll be welcomed back with with open arms. I think Simon supporters just want a bit of stability. You know, in the last number of years, I don't know how many managers they've had in the last eight or nine years. I think it years. might be around 10 permanent managers in the last nine years. Unbelievable. And that, that includes a really successful spell for Jack Ross, but it's been one after another. And I think they just want stability. You know, from, from this time 12 months ago when just Jack had just left, a complete high to a real struggle throughout the whole season. Alan Stubbs goes, and then uh, Kearney comes in, and it was a struggle for him for a spell. I think he did really well as a team to, to stay up. Let's give Jim Goodwin a couple of years to, to, to put his mark on the team. But uh, he again, he's a month behind everybody else because, and that's what Gordon Scott was alluding to, if it hadn't a month previously, Jim would have been in there signing his own players and Simon have still got a squad to, to, to put together. Yeah, it's a three-year deal that, that Jim Goodwin signed and he sounded very positive today when he was speaking about moving to the club. It was interesting as well because he was saying that last year after Jack Ross left the club, he'd been approached by St Mirren. They did have a, a talk about him potentially taking the job but he said that it was it was him that had actually come out and said look I yeah. don't actually think I'm I'm ready for this right now maybe I will be down the line it shows a, a, a maturity in a young manager that, that you know he can step back and say look this isn't right at the moment but I yeah. would like it at some point in the future and it's now happened for him well, I think Jim's probably seen many a many a young manager many a, a former player jump into a management role when it's <clears> too early for them and fail uh, and he knows that uh, another year and what a year he had I mean fantastic year at Aloha. I saw him a few times for, for, for Super Scoreboard and uh, you know you could see that he, he, he motivated that team it was time to move now but interestingly you know, he, he turned down Dundee whether he was offered a job or not I don't know but certainly he was right up there but he turned down the opportunity to go there so clearly he, he, he thinks about things and he just doesn't jump at the first the first option but he's a, he's a clever guy Jim and I think he wants to build his reputation as well as a team at St over the next two or three years Well Aloha set to announce their successor to Jim Goodwin tomorrow they've said that at one o'clock I think it's at one o'clock tomorrow that they're going to reveal our new manager reports suggesting tonight that it will be Peter Grant which yeah. is a, a, a very interesting appointment previously with Alex McLeish in the Scotland set up he's, he's had a lot of high profile roles now looking as if he's, he's going to Alloa yeah I mean, what, if it is Peter that's appointed tomorrow and you're saying that uh, all reports are telling us that what a coup that is for, for Alloa Athletic his reputation the teams he's managed teams he played for he was a hardy player. I've got a big scar across my ankle from from, uh, from the 1990s where Peter came in with his studs showing. But uh, a, a good lad and a good coach. And that's an interesting one. A wee bit out the norm for, for recently for for uh, Aloha. They've gone with like Sir Paul Hartley, Jack Ross, Jim Goodwin, giving young guys a chance. He's an experienced manager coming in. And that'll be interesting to see how he works in part-time football. Just a chance there for Sarajevo Fraser. It was a ball over the top. It was a, a good save by Scott Bain at... Rainy conditions there as well It might not be a comfortable night For Celtic at all No it's a tricky one It's a real tricky tricky one Celtic I think Are the better team But as you said there It's a tricky surface It's a hot night as well This is one where I think Celtic to get away with a draw I think they'll be absolutely Delighted and get back to Celtic Park They're going to have to defend well Well Rangers 4-0 winners Earlier on tonight In Gibraltar Ryan Jack Shea Ojo Borna Barisic and Alfredo Morelos in the goals with that one. It looks as if a comfortable lead that they will take into next week. Celtic just a few minutes into their game with Sarajevo 0-0 so far. We are back tomorrow night. We'll be giving you all the reaction to those games.
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.